here's the next one. It just opened up my whole world. I just came back to my friends in my neighborhood band and I said, you guys, we can write songs too. Like we don't need to play David Bowie songs or, or Who songs. We can write our own songs about anything we want. That's a funny time for any kid also because that's like, you're on this identity hunt, you know? You're trying to figure out who you are and you're connecting with things. Like I connect to that. I'm like this, you know? And then that becomes your thing. And music just does that. I mean, that's one of the things when a song gets its hooks in you, it's because you identify with whatever, whatever it is, you know? Welcome to the first episode of the Back in the Band podcast, a show where we remember a simpler time in our lives when music and being in a band back in the day meant you could actually dream of one day living the life of a rock and roll star, which of course didn't quite happen for either myself or Lee, but it was fun while it lasted. In each episode, with a different guest along the way, we'll be celebrating the hoodies we wore, the gigs that we saw, the songs that we learned, the money that we burned, the music we made, the dreams of getting laid, the first MP3s, the printed and ripped CDs, the strings that we snapped, and the bands that we clapped. But for us, being in a band and discovering new music was a way of life. It was our everything. It gave us memories, stories for the rest of our life. It was our identity, and if you're listening to this, it probably was for you too. Either that or you're a friend of ours and you're on here because you're sick of us bugging you to come and check out our podcast. So in a world where we no longer need to spend three days downloading one three-minute song on Napster whilst your mum shouts at you to get off the internet because she needs the phone line to call your nan, let's get into it. Lee, how's it going? Are you excited to get into this and reminisce about how cool we used to be in 2001? Yeah, not sure how cool we were, but hi. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, thanks. I'm excited to be doing this, actually, my first podcast. Obviously, I've turned down loads and loads of offers before this <laughs> in my dreams. But I'm interested to see how it goes. We'll see, won't we? But so just to give a bit of background about me first. So I'm Lee. I play guitar in a band in high school. I even sometimes dared to put a microphone in front of me when I was on stage. But obviously, I was absolutely terrified to go anywhere near it. So that was just there for aesthetics. I never touched it once. But now the only musical career I have is that I'm a karaoke enthusiast with a lot of fond memories of when I was back in the band. But for me, doing this podcast is a chance for me and you, really, Stu, to get nostalgic for a simpler time when music was quite literally everything in our lives and being in a band really did feel like the most exciting thing in the world when we were younger and we wanted to hear from others about their experiences of being in a band and see if we could just have a little bit of fun in the process but I also desperately need a new anecdote to talk about with friends that isn't about my failed burger blog from 2012 all the time I was on a tv game show so I'm going to get a lot out of this I think if anything. I think you will, mate. And I think I will too. Obviously, wasted many years being in bands. And Is it wasted though? Was it wasted or was it better days of our lives? I don't know. But that's probably something that we're going to question over the course of this episode. We'll get into that. And, uh, we'll get into that. For anyone who doesn't know me, I was in several really bad bands from the age of about 12, 13, through college, through uni, then started producing bands and even had the opportunity to say no to Jay-Z as a producer because I was too busy watching the football. So, yeah, it's been a big part of my life and I uh, look forward to hearing more about it, which leads us into our first guest, doesn't it? It does indeed. With us on our first, the inaugural, podcast is will ashton smith hey will how you doing how we doing gents oh, good thanks for joining us thank you thanks for the call up <laughs> yeah, i'm just going to tell our listeners a little bit about how and why we invited you on will first so 
we met in a somewhat corporate setting we'll talk far less about today, a few years back now. But as ever, we got to know each other through our love of music and going to indie concerts and contributing to many Star of Prime and Fueled karaoke sessions together led <laughs> me to find out along the line somewhere that you had what you could describe as a musical background. Would you say that's fair? I think it's a musical background. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I dabbled. I've dabbled, let's say. It's a good start. Pretty much why I invited you on. I assumed we'll go with a musical background, so we'll bring you in. <laughs> so <laughs> you've heard me howl at a karaoke bar. That's what you're really saying. To me, that's a musical background, so that's yeah. good enough. So, yeah, why don't you just start, Will, by just telling us a little bit about your musical self and what instrument or instruments did you play in your band? What age did you start? Yeah, so my intro to music was like uh, quite traditional, I would say, in the sense that I learned piano growing up and I also learned brass instruments for pretty cool so I played in a brass band which was pretty rock and roll but over the years obviously it became less cool to be playing in a brass band started to venture into more modern affairs well uh, was a brass band ever cool did it ever suddenly change yeah oh yeah mate. I, I grew up in South Wales right in the valleys like anyone who's anyone plays in a brass band and I know that you guys you city folk may not understand this kind of stuff <laughs> but uh, yeah it was it was the place to be, and uh, it probably still is. But it, it, it even I decided to turn my hand to more contemporary music styles, should we say. But yeah, so I mean, created a little band at school. It was uh, the classic setup of my best mate on drums, my brother on bass, his mate on guitar because we didn't know anyone else. It was that kind of vibe. Well, obviously, the first question we, everyone has to know, Will, is what was the name of said band? So the name was DV8. And we were quite cool, so we spelt it D-V-8, <laughs> and that's pretty good. And the I'd like to say that there was like a satanic undertone or something. In reality, we were trying to make up names in our form class, and our, our form tutor suggested it. That's pretty cool, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it like the best how it takes so long to come up with a band name, but you'll just happily just play a track and go, yeah, that's done, shall we just learn another one now, even though we weren't yeah. very good at that one? I remember spending hours like on the logo. As yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who cared about the logo? <laughs> right. We yeah. spent hours and hours walking back from school trying to come up with band names. And you'd be just going, How about this? How about that? We always ended up passing something on the way back from school. It would be like a cable. They were laying cable in the floor, in the ground <laughs> at the time. And we'd be like, Why don't we call our band NTL World? Why don't we call it Catva, nice. which was like the, the symbols on this little hot, like man hole? <laughs> Pathetic. One step further from that. I don't know if you remember, Stu, one step further from that, we spent more time writing the tracks for our album, like the titles, than we did actually writing music. So it was just like, we should call our top trend tracks this and this, and we just had no songs. Like, we had two, <laughs> about 15. It was ridiculous. Just pathetic, but so necessary. <laughs> Feels like that might be a theme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us then, that was obviously, you made the change from brass band to, what was the genre DV8 was, would you say? I don't know, rock-ish. Indie, contemporary, kind of, as I said, I grew up playing piano. I used to sing in the band, but also would play piano or keys. It's pretty cool, isn't it? So keys. Like we, basically I was desperately trying to search anything that around at the time that had piano in it, because that was what I could add. <laughs> and where would deviate practice? Where were your rehearsals? Uh, Scout Hut, if I'm honest. Yeah. A friend of mine was big in the Scouts. His mum had a key or something. So that was... Free yeah, practice, isn't it? Practice it was, whenever it was pretty you want. Good. Yeah, exactly. I know how we were on a stage playing to an empty room, which turned out to be a theme as well of the band, probably, but it was that's what we practiced. So were you high school, Will? Sorry, were you high school or college at this time? Yeah. High yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, high school. 
The one that was yeah. just the and best that, days, the that... rehearsal days were so good. I absolutely loved them. Yeah, yeah. I remember like convincing my mum to carry all this stuff around for us as well. I had big keyboard amps and my mate convinced his mum to help him with his drum kit. It's, yeah, it's not glamorous, but it was it was brilliant. Who took the band photos? I don't, I don't know if we had a band photo. I don't know if we had a band photo. I asked because our band photos were taken by our bass guitarist's mum from the window of their house looking out into us in the garden from a distance. And it was just the most rock and roll thing possible. So what was Deviate's peak? What was the moment where you were like, I think this could make it? So we did a couple of the annual charity concert at school. They used to block the morning or the day out, I can't remember, of of school and the whole school could go to the concert and we'd basically be one of the big names on the bill. Were you headlining? I think I'd like to say yes, but, um, (laughs) but, but no. (laughs) <laughs> so that was a peak though what was the worst did you have a really bad gig where you were like i don't think i can dedicate myself to this anymore i can't take any more heartbreak because of that i think sticking to the scout theme didn't think i'd say that we were asked actually to play the annual review or something i don't know, I don't know what it was it was an evening at the scout hut and we were asked to play and i remember doing our thing and the dude like the Arcala, is that the name? I don't know. The guy with the, yeah, it was Arcala, the yeah. big woggle. The came over and said, <laughs> Yeah. The guy with the big woggle came over and said, Look. <laughs> Basically, he told us to keep it down. Oh, it just reminds me we had uh, school assemblies in year 11. For whatever reason, I think the teachers were bored of trying to come up with themes for assemblies by the summer. So they said, why don't you guys just each year, like year group had a, an assembly on a Monday, then Tuesday was next year, year eight, Wednesday, year nine. So we had a week long bill. We were basically doing Vegas, yeah. the equivalent of Vegas in Luton. A residential uh, or whatever it's called. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. And amazingly, so you'd get there and the assembly was like nine o'clock and they'd be like, right, you can come in and set up for the assembly to start at nine. And so we'd get in at like half eight and the teachers would all have a meeting before the kids were allowed in school. We were like, yeah, let's, do a little practice just before. And we'd been told specifically, no, you can't because we've got a meeting. We've got a big meeting. And we're like, yeah, we're mental. We'll do what we want. <laughs> Half eight and we've lost our we mind. We just started, yeah. <laughs> so we just started playing Dig by Mudvayne, which is just where the singer just starts talking about wrapping a noose around his neck. And in the middle of John, our drummer at the time, double pedaling the hell out of that chorus. The strictest teacher in school walked, slammed the door into the assembly hall and told us to shut the fuck up because there's a meeting and we told you not to play. So that was pretty rebellious. Lee was a head boy as well. He let himself down to... as well as the entire school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like trying to set the example. You could achieve your dreams. Look at me kind of thing, guys. And I remember, uh, I think my brother was Disrupting. in year nine. Yeah, I think my brother was in year nine. So maybe the Wednesday morning about nine, ten past nine a.m. I'm looking down and my brother's in the sort of back of the crowd in the assembly hall and his mates are laughing because they're probably having such a good time thinking this is so much fun. They're having so much fun. They couldn't help but laugh at us. Um, but Scott was like defending us. Stop laughing at them. This is very serious. And I was like so proud of my brother. <laughs> Stand up for me. Cheers, <laughs> Poor guy, mate. though. Yeah, I know. Poor yeah. guy. Tough. He had, yeah. he had to live up to that billing to live up to, <laughs> which actually is a good question. Was it cool to be in a band at school? Did it help your social status? In high school? Yeah, I think so. I think I'd say yes. Yeah, I think so. It was yeah, it was good. It was like a, a positive thing to do. People were interested. People talked about it a bit. In the small world of Chepstow School, it was a good were thing like to do. Were you famous for it? Though? If you were in year nine, would the year sevens be like, oh, you're the guy in that band? Did that happen? 
Yeah, a little bit, I think. In parallel, I'd be doing other musical stuff around. So I was known as a, a guy that was likely to turn up at these sort of events in some form because or other. I know you this you're in Deviate, but correct me if I'm wrong, you were, you did a lot of sort of Christmas gigs and things as well, didn't you, when you were around guy? Yeah. They must have been pretty enjoyable. Tell us about those. I remember distinctly doing one at, at university. That was with a friend, friend Ollie, and that was through my wife. She, it wasn't my wife at the time, just girlfriend at the time. <laughs> <You're 14. laughs> she, basically, they had like their, she did psychology and it was like the annual Christmas party. It's a psychology society, which is quite a good fun society. They used to do quite a lot of social events and they, someone cancelled on them. So literally that morning was like, can you do something? So obviously being the absolute legend that I am, pulled together a blinding set list with Ollie, did Christmas songs, did kind of... Is that how you wooed your now wife and mother of your children, do you think? Because you just... <laughs> sort of test, probably. Maestro. Yeah, I think so. I think if you'd asked, that should be... That moment was probably the moment she thought, this is the guy, when I was screaming, Merry Christmas, everyone. That was probably <laughs> the moment she thought, he's a keeper. But did she but, yeah. wear Deviate t-shirts? Did you have Deviate t-shirts? Didn't have merch, unfortunately. Which now seems like a could have yeah I could have spent more time on that and less on being any good which we weren't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what was the so you guys did original stuff right? Did you not really? Was, do you remember? We no? were more of a no, not really. You guys are going to probably yeah judge me for that one. It was Covers. just what what the audience wanted basically. Go on then. What were you covering? <laughs> As I said, it was like at the time it was me trying to wangle anything that had a piano into it. So it was a bit of. Coldplay, bit of Keen, bit of Evanescence. <laughs> Evanescence, waking me up inside. <laughs> yeah, that kind of vibe, that kind of stuff. So you've got two young children now. Are you going to be encouraging them to be in a band and want yeah. to do music? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I loved doing music stuff when I was younger, like in all forms. And that gets a bit of a regret that I don't do more now, to be honest. So yeah, I'll be encouraging them for sure. And I think it's important. I think like, you get a load of exposure to stuff like in the front of a stage, in front of loads of people is a good test of your metal. Definitely. Do you think you'd have the balls to tell your kids, though, if they were crap on stage? Would you tell them after that rubbish? That would be tough. Practice? That would be yeah. tough. If they're like, yeah, what did you think of my performance of Teen Spirit by Nirvana and it was really crap and you were like, yeah. I think, I think you got to say, yeah, it was great. Love it. <laughs> keep going. Keep working at it. Keep, keep trying. Just, keep getting better. There's always room yeah. for improvement. Yeah. Of course. It feels... <laughs> You guys both go into music younger than I did. Piano, Stu, I know you were a very young age and we've all got kids now. What do you think is the direction you'd be pushing them to do early on? Because I'm not sure, is it, do you have to learn keyboard to get good at music early or is that the easiest way in? I, I think it's a good start, personally. I think it's a good start. But yeah, it's a good like baseline. I spend too much time playing a fairly niche brass instrument that it isn't anything you can it's not something you can play on your own particularly well so I, I probably wouldn't go down that route um unless we move back to wales or something you but, could be famous <laughs> yeah but no i think piano's a good start i think maybe a bit more of a guitar i think i'd like to play i'd like to play guitar that's guitars are cool aren't they i think you know, you're right about the piano thing if you understand the theory around the piano and playing then you could pretty much start to apply that to everything yeah. More. Yeah, fine. You could do the same with the guitar, but I just it's just a little bit broader, isn't it? When did deviate? Call it a day. When did they deviate from the plan? Stop it. <laughs> I was doing it kind of last couple of years of school. So what's that like? Fifteen, sixteen ish, maybe. Yeah, I think we probably just could have should have done more. I think well, the, in reality, the stuff we did was centered around school. Like it was, but we could have done 
we could have got out into the world a bit, I think, and seen what was going on. And I think there's, if you're willing to do it, there's there's plenty of stuff going on. You just need to put the effort in. That's hard. That at that age, you're not. It's not. You're not predisposed to going out and searching for gigs and finding stuff to do. It's you're more in the kind of if something that comes out, we'll take advantage of so it. I wonder if it's a bit easier these days with technology. Obviously, yeah, probably yeah. didn't have an easiest head start in the kind of it was a digital age somewhat, but it was pretty much hard to find those types yeah. of opportunities, wasn't it? And hard to right. reach out to a venue or something. You got to call them up directly and beg. But yeah, yeah. Now and this is probably much easier. 15-year-old, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. With social media, you must be able to find stuff, find like-minded people other than just in my story, which is my best mate, my brother and his best mate, basically. Linking in with other people and must be easier now and getting out and gigging and stuff, yeah. That's a good point, yeah, Stu, because we were basically just inviting people into the band of anyone who shared a remote interest. A couple of the guys were just like, we were friends, but weren't super close necessarily. And it was also like, well, you live up the road, so that's great because you can get to practice without that's us handy. to like yeah. get my mum to pick you up. <laughs> yeah, your mum does lifts, so that's what's <laughs> up. So you're in, you're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> So towards the end of each podcast, what we're looking to do is wrap up with a podcast feature where we're calling this My Napster. So, you know, we're all familiar with Napster. Are you a, were you a user? We don't have to be, you're not going to get arrested now, mate. Were you a user? <laughs> I couldn't possibly say, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Rather not disclose. I, uh, I got most of my CDs from, from Alex at school. Yeah, yeah this nice. kind of, this, this sets up, you pay him a fiver and he give you a CD of anything in the whole world. Guy. You got his contact, we'll no get him on the next asked. pod, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd be up for it, I think. Sounds great. So yeah, so basically in this section, what we're going to ask you to do, well, is uh, contribute a track to a playlist, a track that meant a lot to you when you were in a band. We want to basically be there with you when you were listening to this track. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, I'm going to give you a track that we played in Deviate the Band. And it was probably, I think it was the first one without a piano in it, which is pretty radical for me. So the track is, by the way, by the Chili Peppers. I had a go at singing that, which on reflection seems insane to me when i listen back to it since he's, he's either doing the kind of staccato or he's rapping so the cheek of it that i had a go at it astounds me but that was like the first kind of and it was, it was huge at the time and we did a okay job at it so i think uh, yeah that's, that's my song so you played the keys on it as well or just step no, away so, from the keys and you just sang at that one yeah just sang it yeah threw the keys into the crowd <laughs> set fire to the the keyboard amp and, <laughs> and wrapped um, away on stage and, and, and apologized to the teachers and then did the rap yeah <laughs> and now look at you doing it at karaoke nights all over the country wherever you go mate whipping the crowd up into a frenzy <laughs> good practice i reckon yeah from from red hot chili peppers to now elton john it's the same effect basically. everywhere you go everywhere you go what would you be listening to these types of tracks on will when you were you know this sort of 15 16 years old age yeah, I think that's like kind of CD territory, I think, isn't it? I think it was... Um, it's on the verge, yeah, I think. Yeah, I seem to remember getting, by the way, the album on the CD. Uh, yeah, I had a like a dodgy MP3 player, little silver MP3 player thing. Yeah. Nice. I absolutely love that album, by the way. It was so good while we're there. Yeah. When I think about it now, we chose an old song from it. Like, it's a great song, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't know why we thought that would be a good answer for us. But I hey. love it. And it's a worthy addition. So we're going to add that song to our Back in the Band playlist. So we might add a couple more from me and Stu just to make it into an actual playlist. Thanks for a great contribution. Cheers, Will. Thank you. You're welcome. So final section on this podcast is where we're going to ask our guests 
about their opinion on a would you rather question. And as friends, we like to ask very totally inappropriate would you rathers, but let's t- keep this one to music specifically. Well, I know you're a big fan of death metal, particularly along the lines of uh, Cradle of Filth or Cannibal Corpse, that sort of vibe. So if you had a choice of listening to Cannibal Corpse nonstop for seven days in a row with the headphones on while you sleep, or not listening to music for an entire year, what would you do? That's, that's a good question. I'm going to call a quiet one. Quiet you have a year one. off. You have a year off. A year off. Yeah, I'll wow. try it. I'll try anything. Seven. That's what in sleep. Yeah, just like you can try and sleep while it's on, but you have to have them on. Yeah. I mean, the very little sleep that I get these days. If that <laughs> I've got, if I've got a backdrop of death metal to that. I'm. Yeah, no, I'm going to have a quiet one. I'm going to go and live in a hut. You don't think that maybe you could get to about three to four days and just get past it? No. No. Just <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. Well, I highly recommend a couple of Cannibal Corpse tracks after this for you, World, just to test you out on that, see if you could cope. But Okay. Well, it would be that. a first. Either one is a first, I guess. Yeah, honestly, I wrote the question. I didn't really want to answer it myself, so I don't really blame you either way. Both terrible <laughs> options. Like, <laughs> that's the whole, whole point of it, really. Yeah. Wicked. Well, Will, it's been really good, mate. Good to have a chat. I'm sure there are plenty of people in your life that don't know how musical you are and that one day they'll get to enjoy this story when you tell them, look, come and check out this podcast that I was a guest on and enjoyed thoroughly on a Sunday evening recording. Um, Appreciate you coming on, mate. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate the invite and all the best for the rest of them. Cheers, Will. Yeah, and if they Google us, they're more likely to find this than the burger blog. So, uh, you know, we're probably quitting. (laughs) So that was Will and our very first episode of the Back in the Band podcast. Lee, any thoughts? No, I thought that was really enjoyable, actually. It was really good to hear from Will. I'm really disappointed he didn't go for this cannibal corpse option, but I didn't think he would, really. I did think <laughs> it was real disappointing. I enjoyed that, and I'd love to hear from more people. So, you know, it was super nostalgic, and that's what I wanted to get out of this. So, really good. Look forward to doing one more soon. Yep, there's no doubt that he had some really great memories about practicing in the scout hut and all the glamorous things that come with being in abandoned school that we've all experienced. So that's it for today. We'd really love for you guys to rate this five stars, even if you thought it was just one star. No problem, Lee will just buy you a beer after to say thanks. We look forward to getting going and doing a few more episodes and hearing about what it is to be in a band as a kid and how music and the technology back in the day really shaped our lives. Big shout out to Will for being on the podcast today. If you have some suggestions, please get in touch. And if you know us and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, just give us a shout because we'll probably say yes because we have no friends. Thanks for listening, guys, and here's to the next one. I failed to provide a complete portrait.